All right, welcome to uh, episode 86. This is quarter two, day 30 uh, of our year-long study in the New Testament, and we're going over Luke chapter 19. I'll start with some verses from the middle of chapter 19, verse 36. Um, Just one second. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven, is what they said. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. Jesus replied, if they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. I'll keep going here. Um, but as he came closer to Jerusalem he saw this and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late, and the peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. Then Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people selling animals for sacrifices. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. After that, he taught daily in the temple, but the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the other leaders of the people began planning how to kill him. But they could they could but they could think of nothing because all the people hung on every word he said. So that was verses thirty six through forty eight and and Jesus um was certainly revered by a lot of people, and a lot of people were trying to plot a way to kill him there at the end. I love Jesus' response when the Pharisees told him, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. Jesus says, kind of a smart remark, really, if they would have kept quiet, the stones along the path would have cheered, was what he said. And and then Jesus goes in and say, Jesus turned over the money changers' tables at the temple, um, definitely told some disturbing things about, you know, the people's future that they'm sure they wouldn't have wanted to hear, telling them how they will be crushed since they didn't recognize it when God visited them. So he had devoted followers and he had enemies that wanted him dead. And after he was gone, it was so difficult for his followers until the Holy Spirit came and reassured them that they were doing the right thing to continue to spread the word. But, you know, it it meant um, for some of those followers that they would be thrown in jail or even executed for spreading the word. I want to go back to an earlier story in chapter 19, starting with verse 12, and I'll go ahead and hit that real quick um verse 12 he says 
Jesus said, a nobleman was called away, this is a parable, a nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. Before he left, he called together ten of his servants and divided among them ten pounds of silver, saying, invest this for me when I am gone, while I am gone. But this but his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we do not want him to be our king. After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given the money. He wanted to find out what their profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made ten times the original amount. Well done, the king exclaimed. You are a good servant. You have been faithful with the little I entrusted you, so you will be governor of ten cities as your reward. The next servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made five times the original amount. Well done, the king said. You will be governor over five cities. But the third servant brought back only the original amount of money and said, Master, I hid your money and kept it safe. I was afraid because you are a hard man to deal with taking what isn't yours and harvesting crops you didn't plant. You wicked servant, the king roared. Your own words condemn you. If you knew that I'm a hard man who takes what isn't mine and harvests crops I didn't plant, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least you could have gotten some interest on it. Then turning to the others standing nearby, the king ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one who has 10 pounds. But master, they said, he already has 10 pounds. Yes, the king replied, and to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And as far and as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. So it's another story with kind of a harsh end to it and that's you know definitely something you notice when you read the bible there there there's some harshness in there times were harsh i mean today i think we have it easy in a lot of ways compared to christians back then but i think the point in that story is that jesus expected the best from those who followed him you know and maybe Maybe their best was turning one bag of silver into ten bags of silver. You know, maybe for another person that had a different talent level, if he worked his hardest, maybe he could only turn one bag into five bags. And, you know, so it's the same way today. People have different talents. People are, you know, some people are really good at particular things and other people not so good at that thing. And, and But God rewards them both because he knows He knows our hearts. He knows if someone gives, gives it all they have, whether that's great success and turning into 10 bags or medium success turning into five bags or just taking one and doing your best and maybe it only makes a bag or maybe even lose your bag of money in that process but but it's the person who refused to even try too afraid to try that god condemns in the story god condemns that type of attitude and and we he, he wants us to not be afraid of what might happen he wants us to be willing to try and risk what he's given us to accomplish what whatever it is he asks us to do 
And I think the story illustrates that he will keep rewarding us as long as we keep using our gifts. At whatever point in life we're in, whatever has happened in our lives before, like also in chapter 19, he talks about Zacchaeus. It doesn't really matter what has happened in our life before if in this moment we can take the opportunity to try and give and and, and try with the gifts he has given us to achieve what he is asking us to do, just to try. And, you know, God will find that effort extremely valuable, no matter what the result is, because we are making the effort to do our best with what he has given us, whatever that level of talent is. So hopefully that's helpful today. I'll go ahead and go into prayer for us. Lord, thank you for the different gifts you've given us. And please give us the willingness and the confidence to do what we can with what you've given us, to not be afraid to strive um, to follow you and to take a risk and and to do what it is that you um put in our hearts to do. Help us to be willing to risk everything like Jesus was to follow you and like many of his close uh, followers, his apostles were after Jesus was gone, to to give it all. Help us to give it all to you and not hold anything back. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.